Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Few issues are more polarizing than the question of how much planning prep time that should go into your podcast episodes. But if you cut out all those extremists, who I think just like to argue, really, you'll find there's plenty of room for podcast planning and spontaneity. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Life is show prep. Those are the immortal words of my friend Chris Smith, who for a very long time did the Croncast, one of the original podcasts back in the day. Just a rambling show with him and his wife, Betsy, talking about a lot of things. They haven't put an episode out since 2017, but they're still around. Hi, Chris. Hi, Betsy. Anyhow, that was their motto. Life is show prep. Great. That's one way to do a podcast. Not much planning whatsoever. Take a husband, take a wife, sit them down behind microphones and see what happens. It can be good. Croncast was good. It can also be terrible, <laughs> like a lot of other shows that no one listens to. Anyhow, but there's the other side of that as well. There are other podcasts where they take a deep editorial process, and I don't mean editing in the sense of audio editing, but I mean editing as in editors with red pens come out and grab and pull, and they'll spend upwards of 100 plus people hours on a single podcast episode. Pretty big extremes. Zero planning or all of the planning. <laughs> now, the reality is that I think most podcast episodes could do with some planning. I mean, just tends to make things better when you have an idea what you're going to talk about, right? I mean, that's never a bad a bad thing. But also, you need some flexibility. You can't have everything so rigid. And I'm going to put an asterisk on that before I continue. You can't have everything so rigid that it sounds like something that's scripted. Well, unless, of course, it is scripted. There are plenty of podcasters out there who just aren't as great being spontaneous, speaking about something, who have points they want to get to, who like to follow a script. That's fine. For them, the scripted portion of their show, perfectly fine. Now, now for some, some, the entire episode is scripted. They write out every single thing that they want to say, and it can work really well. For some podcasts, the opposite of having them ad-lib is worse than that. So having that script is good, especially if you're trying to make a very salient point, especially if you're trying to teach people something. But that's not everyone. Some people don't like that. It feels wooden, they say. It doesn't sound like my voice, they say. I get it. And so for them, 
I always recommend trying to find at least a portion of your show where you do have some flexibility, some spontaneity, some ability to do things a little bit off script. Where it gets confusing is when the people look at the script and say, I'm just going to ad lib this portion of a script. That's bad. That's breaking your plan. However, as the great thinker Mike Tyson once told us, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah, that happens sometimes. But the reality is, um, it's you and a microphone most of the time. If you're doing a monologue show and you're doing a scripted show, the chance of someone punching you in the face while you're recording is pretty darn slim. And even if someone does the equivalent of punching you in the face, um, the UPS guy comes to the door. The gardeners outside who are chopping down trees get really, really loud. You can always just redo it, right? This is not. This is not life. I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm saying you need to pick which way you're going to be. You're going to be a hardcore planner. You're going to be a total incomplete extemporaneous person. I think those those are kind of extremes. And I'm less of a fan of the total extemporaneous shooters, podcasters, because they tend to have way too much variability. You see, even if your show is like this show, unscripted, extemporaneous. There's room for planning. You're probably already doing planning and you just don't realize it or you don't think of it as planning. But I assure you it is. For example, before you sit down behind the microphone, you probably know what your topic is, right? You have to kind of know what your topic is before you sit down. Now, not always. Sometimes you're the... You're the guest or you're a co-host and they like to surprise things on you and, and that's fine. But assuming that's not the case, someone, and even if it is the case, someone knows what the topic is of the show. We're going to talk more about topics on the show tomorrow because I have some interesting things to say about that. But beyond the topic, you also need an angle. I've talked about topics and angles on the program today or previously. But an angle is where you want the conversation to go. What is your unique point of view about that topic? You have to have those two things to start. And then I think the next two things where planning fits, even in the most extemporaneous of shows, is understanding how the show is going to begin and how that episode is going to end. Maybe the middle, but I care less about the middle because sometimes, depending on your ability, to vamp, to entertain without having notes in front of you, that's the part where you can be really clever and creative in the middle. Not always. Some people need help with that, and so there I tell them to add in a middle too. But at least a beginning. By the way, the beginning of this show, totally scripted. Yeah. Totally scripted, beginning of this show. Also, do the ending. How are you going to end? I don't always script out the end of my show, but with 290 episodes under my belt, I know how I'm going to end the show, the episode, before I begin. So you got to have those things done at a bare minimum. But the rest of the time, I think you've got some room for extemporaneousness. But the idea of planning a podcast episode also happens beyond the microphone. Before you ever sit down, you've already figured out topic and angle and beginning and end. I get that. But even before that, 
there are other aspects of planning. And I'm going to get into more of those tomorrow on the show, some ways for you to make really good choices, hiding it as another thing, which I'm not going to mention now. I'm teasing. This is a total tease, but it's definitely going to help you make better planning for your podcast episodes, even if they are extemporaneous. Now, a couple of things. Before I go, you know I'm going to ask you an ask in the ending. But before that, I I did want to throw out this one. There are some bad times to um, mix up the whole planning phase, either plan or not. Like, for example, if you are doing an interview-based show with someone, I highly recommend not scripting out every single question. I do recommend going into the interview with at least three questions. But you need to be flexible inside of that interview. If your show is interview based, respond to what your guest has to say. Don't script it. And the other bad idea is let's say that you're doing a scripted show, like a podcast fiction show. Yeah, not a time to extemporaneize, not a, not a time for you to start ad-libbing in the middle, right? So those are the bad ideas. Don't just flip it around because it seemed like a good idea. You seem like that's what I was telling you to do. It's not what I'm telling you to do. I'm telling you make room for more planning. Now, here's my ask for you, and you know what it is. Tell one other podcaster you know about podcast pontifications. That's it. Pick up the phone, jump on the Zoom call, whatever, but personally reach out to someone. Tell them to check out podcast pontifications. I certainly would appreciate it. And also, I would like for you to email me with how you are doing in the time of quarantine. I've got about five more submissions in. I'd love to see even more, read even more. So sit down behind the mic, record something about how your podcasting world is being impacted by the quarantine we're all under. And I would love to put that out to the world. Just put it up somewhere and then email it to me, evo at podcastlaunch.pro. That's it. See you tomorrow for another Podcast Pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, 
Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.